Welcome everyone to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everybody out there in internet land doing? We hope you are doing well. I am your host with the most Papa Spice, joined by two of my best buds here, Harry and Hans. And uh, we are here to talk and dissect and discuss uh, all kinds of entertainment stuff, but maybe primarily a focus on movies and TV. Uh, so with that out of the way, Hans, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm good. Uh, so it's a, it's a little it's a little cloudy outside. With the, we're getting these Canadian wildfires, and uh, it's looking a little weird. Um, but outside of that, uh, not bad. Uh, this is I feel like I, I just talked to you guys literally uh, four or five hours ago. Uh, maybe probably a little you know a little later than that. But uh, I talked to you guys last week. This is weird. These 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 non break weeks really he throw me off because he doesn't like us anymore. <laughs> It's not that. I, it's not that I don't like you. I mean, I'm I already sweet, you are you already know you already know that I don't like you, but exactly. But that's what, but it just you know, um, uh, no, it it threw me off because when I realized that we were recording tonight, um, it's not our normal Wednesday. It's a Tuesday, so not only did it throw my week off, then I realized on my podcast, um, that we had an episode on Friday last Friday. So mm. I don't know what week day or whatever it is. So I'm just gonna roll. Roll with it. So now I actually thought I had two more days of work. I got three. So yeah, thanks guys. Actually, there's one. There's one person to thank here, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to him. Mm. Harry, how are you doing? I'm doing lovely. Thanks. Uh, you do know what day it is. It is Tuesday. You did get that correct. Um, in regards to it's a great job by you. Uh, I'm doing swell. Um, yeah, nothing to complain about. Uh. Really excited to talk about our uh, featured topic today. Uh, in regards to that, but yeah, no, no stressful news. I I will say we are doing this uh, a little early uh, mm-hmm. because I will be I will be traveling next week, a little vacation time with the wife, um, going to see my sister uh, get married again for uh, another time. <laughs> um, so congrats to her. And, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the reason. So yeah, nice. sorry, guys. I, I mean, yeah. sorry, I guess I didn't know I'd have to apologize so much. I thought this was fun <laughs> and exciting and handwriting's like, we got to do this again. I don't know what day it is. My life's in shambles. I don't know what's going on. Like I never admitted that. I never you admitted just, that. You just had a pizza bagel for dinner. Like it's, everything's coming up hands. You know what I mean? I, that, that topped out my day. Like, it's all go. downhill. It's all downhill from here. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to uh, well, guys. To I realize I have a pizza bagel. I don't want to do this anymore. So I will talk to you tomorrow <laughs> at work. All right. Jeez, well, a good episode. We'll see you guys oh, later. Man. <laughs> um, I am doing well as well. Uh, I think um, it's weird. I was talking to you guys at lunch today about this, but like you, you guys know, I I'm doing my movie a day thing for the year and yeah. I'm still ahead of the game. Um, but Congrats. I am currently, thank you. I am currently um, binging uh, some content in preparation for our next episode after this mm. one. And so that's been eating up my time in between that and uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is a phenomenal game. Um, so with all of that, I haven't had time to watch any movies, and it's probably been like three or four days now. And it's just really. It's weird because it's like yeah. you do something every single day and then 
you take a break, not for one day, but like multiple days in a row. And, uh, you kind of miss out on it, you know? Yeah. But I mean, it's like so, exciting. You get these new flavors in your life, not tired of the same old, same old with the old, you know, movie wife at home. You know what I mean? You got these, these nice new video games and TV shows to, to enjoy your time with. Yeah, but I love my movie wife. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. So I feel like I'm cheating on my movie wife. Uh, my movie wife, folks, is my my movie watching. I don't have yeah. an actual uh, wife. Well, I do have an actual wife, but I mean, <laughs> shut up. Stop it. Look what you guys made me do. Uh, um, I, have, I have a quick question. With your list of movies, have you, have you, and this we're halfway, almost halfway through the year, have you landed on watching Morbius yet? No, that's not no, gonna happen. That's not gonna, dude. No. If there are two, Greg is a man of principles. I, I am. Yes, as Harry mentioned before you came on, uh, I am very passionate about certain things. And just as our good buddy Tim is always trying to get me to watch Morbius, and I never will. I also will never cave to our other friend Dom trying to get me to play Fortnite. Ooh, not gonna ooh. happen. <laughs> Sorry, Doesn't Dom. Matter how many things you send my way, it's. Hey, look, facts is facts. So, all right, hopes up, boys. All right, <laughs> I, I just no, figured I'd no ask. More been I, a, no more been time on the uh, horizon. All right, maybe next year. Chris, uh, yeah. scrap the uh, the canceled uh, pod about uh, Morbius. Uh, yeah, I was gonna do the Morbius rewatch episode. Yeah. Morbin out. <laughs> yeah, we were waiting for Morb two to get announced. Morbin yeah. time. <laughs> um. Well, enough about that dreary sony property let's go into a lighter brighter better side of the sony spider-man cinematic universe or whatever the heck they're calling it these days i don't know but we're tight and we're talking about uh the most recent theatrical release from sony spider-man across the spider-verse yay um i know uh long awaited Highly anticipated. Um, let's Never duplicated. Dive right in, man. Uh, whew, this was some movie, some movie, and I mean that in the best way possible. Uh, obviously, there's going to be lots of spoilers here, so if you guys haven't seen it, by all means, go out and see it, and then uh, come back and give us a listen. But um, uh, yeah, we're we're just going to dive right in. So for me, <clears throat> I think. Um, this movie can be summed up in three words and that is more 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 uh there is more action there's more character moments there's more spider-man uh just absolutely incredible it was uh an overload almost um but an enjoyable one for me um i really think that they uh, they being the filmmakers top themselves with this. Um, it felt to me like there was a lot of love and care that went into almost every aspect of this film. And uh, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the the level of love and um, dedication and service that they, that they bring to uh, bring these characters to the screen. Um Aaron, what about you? You know, just initial right off the top. What anything going through your head with this? 
Yeah, I, I think I uh, wrote uh, similar to you, as you mentioned, more, more, more. Uh, this was just as chaotic fun as the first. Um, whether you want to talk about the visuals with the color and the style, uh, the many different characters that were introduced to, you thought the first one maybe had too many characters or was hard to keep track of. This one takes it to the next level. Uh, the sound, the score, the soundtrack, the music in the movie. Um, and I would say it's particularly the second half of the movie with the pace uh, definitely matches the first. I think the first half of this movie, pace-wise, uh, definitely uh, keeps it um, a little bit easier to follow. But yeah, just as you were saying, I mean, more, more, more. Uh, give it to me. Uh, pump it into my veins. Uh, you know, what do we have to wait? Five years, I think, since the last one, 2018, give or take? Yeah, I want to say it was around there. Yeah, um, and I know this was, you know, obviously, I think it's supposed to come out right after COVID, and then, or like that was the plan, and then I think it got pushed, and then it was getting ready to come out, and then I remember they had the, I don't think it was the year delay, but they had another delay for this, you know, because they wanted to get it right, and boy, oh boy, um, there's nothing that gets me more excited than when we delay things around here, because... Uh, nowadays with everything just having to come at you so thick and fast and we need a sequel, we need, you know, to get on top of this, we need to push this out. You know, we were just talking, I don't know if it was all on here or offline, but Severance season two, if anything that Severance season two could use is time to just write that, develop it, you know, because season one was obviously, you know, you have these well thought out ideas and the thing I hate to see is when we push something out just to make more money off of it. Um, so yeah, definitely happy, uh, with this, uh, iteration, uh, you know, into, uh, the spider verse. And so are you. So I, fun thing about the first, when I saw the first one, I didn't actually see the trailer. I don't think at least if I saw it, I was not interested at all with this because I think this was the first one only made like 30, 40 million. Like it was a very small number compared to what this one ended up making at the box office. And I went on a whim because I think Harry had asked me if I wanted to go to um, go check it out. Uh, so when I watched the first one before the, the credits were even done, I ended up buying the soundtrack. <laughs> um, I was, I was like legit blown away. What I was afraid of as much as, and I know we all three of us had it on our most anticipated um, for 2023. One of the things I, I was afraid of the most is just like, I wanted to experience the into the spider verse um at least experience and just kind of be blown away because I, I, I it really surprised me and i was afraid that we i wasn't going to get that and it was maybe going to be a little bit more of the same maybe a little bit better animation and you know it, it's it's hard for superhero sequels to live up to their predecessors um you know you have the instances of like winter soldier um infinity war like those type of movies but Spider-Verse was such a unique a unique movie for them to bring out on a, a, a character that was not really well-known to the general public with Miles. Anyone in that movie, with the exception of Spider-Man, um, Peter Parker, no one really knew who the other characters were. Um, so I think it was a big chance for Sony. It was probably a, a, a low risk because I don't know. I don't think the first one cost a lot. But going into this, I was nervous because I wanted to, I wanted to experience that again. And this movie is is it, just simply put a a big step up from the first one, um, and and it just it, this movie blew me away. And there were so many different factors of this movie that I, I was happy sitting in the theater and just 
every every scene was one thing after another where whether it's the music whether it's the like you know as we jump into some of the animation styles but like the story involved like this this got me more interested and more knowledgeable of the story of miles and this movie carries it even more and you get some more story of um of gwen um but you know it it, it did shock me that i came out of this movie um I was to come out of this movie, initial thoughts was this is probably one of the best movies I've ever seen, to be honest. But I was by myself, so I don't mind if I was having an internal conversation or talking out loud. People probably thought I was crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I really did. This was something that it, it was a huge risk to continue the story because the first one could have ended and, and been done. It could have been a one and done. But um, Lord and Miller saw an opportunity to make something even bigger and and better than into the Spider-Verse and they nailed it. They, they, I really do think it was a risky move because there wasn't as much general interest in the first one. And it was a lot of word of mouth. And this was, this was going off of really hoping that word of mouth paid off five years later. Um, it's really surprising to see five years for a sequel for a movie, but you know, with COVID and some of the things that went on in production, um, you know, they made a plan to not just make one movie, they make two movies, which were, gonna get soon uh so yeah i i mean i i i i really did love everything it was it added on to what into the spider-verse gave us like like you got said more characters the the action scene of how some of the stuff is choreographed in an animation movie is great the runtime i don't even care that the run movie was was almost two and a half hours like with trailers apparently this is the longest running animated movie since like 2012 or or of all time uh I, it didn't feel like that to me. I just the experience of watching this movie was I, I was hooked from the opening scene with Gwen to you know when, once we start talking about some of the cliffhangers at the end. But um, yeah, those were mine. I I left extremely happy uh, and just wanting wanting more. I I almost would have I wanted to buy a ticket for the next show, um, but you know I had to come home so my family didn't think I was kidnapped or anything. I just yeah. tell them you're doing double feature. Yeah, be home Going at back four a.m. Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah. No. You've done it before. It's fun. So yeah. it's funny that you say that about the wanting to buy a ticket for the next show because that was kind of my thought as well. Um, you know, we <clears throat> we got out of our show uh, here. We went to see it together with a couple friends, and um, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, man, I just I can't wait to watch this again. Like. Not only because there's, you know, so many uh, Easter eggs and stuff like it, it would be impossible to catch everything on the first go round. But also the movie was just that dang good. Like it was an experience. And it's like, I, I want to experience that again. You know, it's mm -hmm. like getting off of a roller coaster and, and wanting to jump right back in line and, and go back on. So, um, yeah, really good point there. Uh, Hans, you also mentioned um, uh, briefly the. Uh, the design um, and that was kind of one of the things that I was alluding to with um, you know me mentioning how much love went into this because the visual design in this is just absolutely stunning I don't uh, I would dare say it's incomparable um, I, I don't think that there is any other animated movie that has a style quite like this. And the crazy thing about it 
is that it's not just one style. It's different styles for all the different universes that we pop in. Everything has its own unique look and it's all lush and vivid and detailed. Uh, well, almost all of it is detailed. Um, but it's just, it, it's, it's really crazy because you get a total vibe as you're going through each universe and, and the, the visual design kind of informs that. Um, character animations, just stellar, stellar stuff. Like you would swear that some of these were mocap with the way that the facial, um, uh, the facial features and, and uh, mannerisms are played out uh, just gorgeous. There were multiple points in the movie where I just kind of shook my head in disbelief at how beautiful it was. And the one moment I keep going back to in particular is um, when miles and Gwen were hanging upside down at the building and just kind of having a, a little one-on-one -on -one talk and, You've got the New York skyline in the background, just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so I really, I really appreciate all of the design choices that went into this, even certain characters. We might not ever visit their universe in this movie. Um, characters like Hobie, uh, AKA spider punk. And um, uh, <laughs> uh, I guess for lack of a better term, Renaissance vulture, <laughs> um, but you know, both of those two characters have very distinct designs that set them apart from other characters and they have their own unique visual style. And it's just, it's, it's quite literally a treat to watch. Like it was, it was really just kind of making me giddy, uh, having this feast for the eyes as, as we're going through. And that's, that's all just the design. That's not, that's not the story. That's not the acting. It's, it's just the design of the characters. Like there's such a, a wonderful um, visual language uh, or multiple languages that are, um, you know, spoken throughout this movie. Uh, what did you guys think about the visual style? Was it amazing as I think, or was it off putting? Uh, you know, what, how did you feel? Um, one thing I, and I, I agree with you and, and, and looking at the visual styles of each character and how they have their own, I'll take two characters. Like one character would be the spot. The way he moves is very, I feel like it's very smooth. He moved like he, it wasn't some of the animation, especially like in the first movie is, is laggy, I guess, in that animation style of how Miles would move and a couple other characters. I feel like he was much smoother in his movements and, and just seemed like, it seemed like he he just didn't have that 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 delay and 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 just seemed like I was watching a like a, a cartoon like uh, like an old school um like Disney cartoon um it it really is I I don't know if this would be considered um I mean we don't know who's gonna win probably but like for cinematography because if they are animated movies can they be be up for cinematography because uh, like, it's technically That's a great question I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen one nominated for cinematography. Now yeah, I know I'm that sure. you know because the Academy's run by a bunch of old old people, they're not going to look at <laughs> it so at, at animation. Anymore, I, yeah. It's it, I know it's slowly changing, but we're not going to get uh, cinematography and animation. I I think this is a movie that should be nominated for cinematography if they if there was. If you do animated cinematography, I don't care. 
I just this 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 needs to be recognized outside of just best animated movie. Which I, if it doesn't win, then I'm I'm done. I'm done with your award shows and everything. Ooh, um, I, I'm going to go back to my statement last week. It should be best picture, um, but it it really is interesting. And and one of the things I like with the animation style, like you go to Gwen's World, it's very pastel colors that are faded away, and the background it's just very blurred out. Um, it really just focuses on just the characters outside of miles. It's, it's, you're right. New York city is just, everything is popping. And, um, you know, once you go through a couple of the other universes, it, it really does show that they put a lot of love into this. Like you had said, a lot of love into this. Now I think they said, uh, and I looked at IMDb before this, I think they said it takes place in six different universes. So they're basically building six different forms of animation to go with each one. So I, I think the amount of people was like over a thousand that was working on, on the animation for this, which is just a lot of people. Um, and it, it just, it really is something where I thought the first one couldn't be topped. And I thought after watching the first one, I thought I didn't, I wasn't excited to watch the first one because of the animation style. I thought it was going to throw me off. It was one of the things I loved about it. And I think with a movie like this, there's no, I, I, every, every scene, I feel like I, as I'm watching it, I'm saying, this is fantastic. This is like, I don't think anything's going to top this. And I'm 25 minutes into the movie and something else. And it just keeps going and going. And they're top. I, I feel like they're topping themselves like having a competition with themselves as the movie's going on to see what can we do better? What can we do better? Because once we talk about, and we'll jump into the spot um, a little bit later, some of the visuals with later in the movie with him are, are incredible. It's not even outside of, it's not even right off the page from a comic book. It's like something I haven't seen before translated into animation. Um, But you know, I'll I'll jump a little bit more um, in on that. A little bit, but uh, Harry, what about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, before we uh, started the pot up, uh, I was taking a look back at our Fate Five animated, and there was one consensus pick I think that we all had for that, uh, and that was uh, the first movie. Um, with this, because of just how important it was, and in Into the Spider Verse, uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. In case anyone's uh, curious, um, I think that was the one, only one we shared on like our list. Um, and there, there's a reason why, um, with the first movie, I, I felt like it was, you know, straight out of a comic book. I mean, I know there's different scenes, but you know, and they reference it, this one to me felt more like, uh, like different paintings. Um, and that there was a lot more, like, it almost felt like, you know, with miles and his artistic, you know, desire that they took it like right off the page for it. Uh, there's, there's a couple scenes in the movie in Gwen's world where, the camera pans or, you know, uh, switches from, you know, the father. Um, I believe it's play. Isn't it? Wasn't he played by Shea, uh, Shea Wiggum, uh, the George Stacy. Um, yes. Yep. Gwen Stacy's father and, and yeah. for, uh, Gwen Stacy, um, where the color just changes every single shot. Um, whether it just has a more tone of a blue, more tone of pink, both of them put together, um, you know, different shades. It literally, uh, cause I saw it twice. Um, and that, that, the, those couple scenes stood out, um, in Gwen's world for it, uh, in regards to it. So, yeah. So the visual design for this, uh, played a huge, huge role. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. I, uh, 
I, I've kind of, uh, as much as Hanratty was singing the praises of this one, I've kind of been a little bit on defense, I feel, for the first one uh, because of just how important I felt that one is. And like you guys are saying, hey, I can't wait to watch this again. I was saying that as well. But I also wanted to go back to the first one because I feel as though we're almost undervaluing the first one at this point with this movie. And I feel the trend I'm seeing everywhere is that this is, you know, the king. And uh, I don't know. I got a lot of love for the first one. So, but we'll, we'll, we'll kick that around uh, a little well, later. Here's, here's <laughs> my thoughts on that point is number one. I, I think you just said, you know, this was the first one uh, into the spider verse was general consensus fave five for all three of us yeah, so i yeah i don't think we're undervaluing it no and second no. of all i don't think we look, are just in general you think it's yeah 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 okay but here's here's my other point to that it doesn't happen often but there is precedent for sequels being better than the original talking godfather sure. 2 empire strikes back terminator aliens 2. debatable uh i'm sorry which one terminator terminator 2 terminator 2 terminator 2 yeah i mean the list goes on and on. Uh, Jurassic Dark World Knight. 2. Venom. Yeah. I mean. uh, maybe not Venom. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so... Um, 102 you know, Dalmatians. There is precedence for this. It's not like it's completely far-fetched. Um, and Fightful yeah, I mean, obviously, west. this is the new hotness. Really, <laughs> you know, the test of time will tell. Yeah, um, of course. But... But yeah, it's, uh, you, I don't you know. know what, I think there's a valued argument to be made. No, I, I, the, the thing for me is, uh, is just how much we've been clamoring for a good movie. Like I, I've mm-hmm. talked about it, I think even on our last pod of just how many mid tier movies I've been watching where it's like, it has really good action or it has a really good story, but it lets you down in some areas. The visual effects kind of stink. Um, you know, and I felt guardians was kind of a precursor to this, um, in a way, because um, I think this is on a, a little tier above. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it is it is one of those things where I think for me, it all of a sudden feels like everybody's in our world of, of nerddom and, and fandom. And it's like, hold on, guys. Like, don't you guys remember the first one? It's like, yeah, but this one rocks. And it's like, okay, but like, don't forget, don't forget into the Spider-Verse. I, I enjoyed that. So. Um, yeah, yeah. No, maybe I it's mean, just me I don't, being a little defensive. I don't know. Yeah, Sensitive. I don't think anybody's love. I'm here for, for the. I'm here the for the OG. Going you know what I mean? I'm F- here for the OG. Funny story about the OG. So that was on like a, a lot last week, just to prepare for yeah, of for course, yeah. Spider Verse. And I was Disney uh, owns I, half the world, so it's yeah. not hard to find. I I told uh, I told Catherine uh, for those listening, my wife, that I was going to watch the Ted Lasso season finale, so I can just get that out of the way and not have to watch it when she's around her or whatever so yeah. she was doing some stuff and came downstairs and i was watching into the spider-verse and she said what are you doing i said watching spider-verse she's like i thought you were watching ted lasso yeah i said but it's into the spider-verse yeah. and I, I and she kept going why like what what's so special about this movie i was like you don't understand like it doesn't matter what's coming on like i'm going to watch this movie above anything else so yeah, yeah that's it i do not that interesting of a story I, now that i tell it but I gotta say not to, you know, not to, not to jump on Catherine or anything, but like they're tell her to kick rocks. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's like, you know, she, her big thing is the little mermaid, right? Like, why is it hard to believe that somebody else has those same feelings for a different movie? Yeah, You know, it's, she is going to be so upset when the Oscars come around next year 
and they oh. hear best animated movie goes to Across the Spider Verse. <laughs> uh, that is, if you guys come to my Oscar party. If not, you'll you'll have to play the. Role. I'll be there, and oh, she's well, gonna be like, I'm "Oh, elemental, elemental, people. elemental, blah blah blah." Across the Spider Verse, bam. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, hey, either way, Disney wins, so I don't think it's a yeah, it's a true for them. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but, so you know, there there was just a lot of a lot of stuff that I absolutely love with this movie. I think um, the comedy in this, um, it, I, I won't say that there was more comedy than the first one, but I think it was just as good. Um, you know, lots of little character interactions. I mean, obviously uh, Spider-Ham from the first one, Peter Porker uh, was, you know, straight up comedy relief, but uh, we didn't have a character like that in this although the spot for the most part uh is a joke at least initially um but even without a a straight up uh comedic relief character there were lots of uh little funny moments with interactions between characters so humor was just great um the voice acting tremendous uh all of the cast did such a good job i think uh you know, probably one of the standouts in terms of um, new characters is uh, Daniel Kaluuya's Hobie Brown. Just uh, mm. tremendous there. Love you, Daniel. And yes. Uh, so happy to have him in. And another thing that was really interesting is, um, you know, some other characters, not Miles, uh, getting more time and more shine. And, uh, I really appreciated the extra time with Rio and Jeff Morales, uh, Miles' parents. I thought a lot of the scenes and, you know, maybe maybe some of this is playing into the fact that I am a parent now where where when um, Into the Spider-Verse came out, I was not. But um, I... You're closer, I to, really closer in- to Rio and, and Jeff as opposed to 15-year-old Miles, for <laughs> sure. Miles, yeah. Oh God. Um, that's a dreadful thought. Yeah. Sorry. No. Yeah. It's, uh, I just, I, I appreciated the time with them and getting, getting to see again, interactions with them, uh, both with each other, with miles, with Gwen. Uh, whereas, you know, in the first one, I don't want to say they were throwaway cause they, they weren't, but like they didn't have, um, as big of a part of the film as they do in this and so i appreciate getting to flesh out those characters more rather than just have them in the background Hmm. um so that was really nice and uh one other thing and i'll pass it off to you guys uh the thing that i was really surprised about is that this felt like a gwen and miles movie i was fully going in expecting this to be a miles movie with Gwen kind of like the first one was, Um, but this was a much more even split this time around to the point where even the whole uh, opening um, is uh, Gwen's universe. And um, you know, we have a full character arc for her in this. Uh, So it was really nice getting that balance. Um, I really, I really appreciated it. And don't get me wrong. I absolutely love miles and 
I, I've been with him since the beginning, uh, since his debut in the comics. So happy to see him get shine, but also really happy that uh, Gwen got shine. I, unlike Miles, I was not, not that I wasn't a fan of her in the comics, but I just, I didn't really follow anything. I saw her in, I think the original Spider-Verse crossover and that was about it. And, you know, be, when the movie came out, her popularity um, soared and she got some more stuff, but, uh, but her character solely from these movies has grown on me. And it was really nice to see her um, get equal amounts of love in this along with miles. And I think, I think that the best part of that was that it didn't come at the expense of miles. It was like mm. both of them got to shine equally. Um, so those are some more initial thoughts on my end. Uh, how about you guys? I, I, on my notes, I, I agree. I, I loved how this story opened with Gwen. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we don't really know about her outside of that fact that she's from a different universe from miles. And you do get a lot of backstory of the fact that you get to see a different, uh, version of the lizard, which is Peter Parker in her, in cool. her, um, her universe. Yeah, played by, Whether or not uh, they Jack were Quaid. Yes. I didn't even realize he talked. Yeah. I, 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 as a, I, he a said soft, he was a little soft with the volume there. He went on on Twitter and said I can now uh, uh let you know who I was doing the voice of and I and I thought I don't ever remember him saying anything but whatever. <laughs> um but it was cool that they made him the lizard. Whether or not they were dating, I don't think it was clear, but they were definitely like really like at least like best friends. Um <clears throat> excuse me. So I, I love to see how they, you know, did certain certain parts of her story that paralleled with Miles, like you know, um, and it was it was really neat to just uh, I at least going I, I might be jumping a little bit ahead, realizing that I mean the only time we've seen Gwen Stacy proper, I don't want to say proper is is the Andrew Garfield Spider Man at least have more of a, a focused um, focused story and. You don't. I never even realized that. And and Greg, maybe you'll be able to shed a little bit more light on this. Is how the captain, police captain, dies in once we talk. If we, you know, we jump into canon events. So it it, it threw me off, but I didn't even think about it because I remember that Dennis Leary died in Amazing Spider-Man. Um, but just to see the relationship of how it parallels where her relationship with her father and Miles and um, Miles and his parents, it, it's very. You know, I think how Miles struggles to tell his parents and, you know, that he is Spider-Man. But it's very, it, it kind of is very, and when I say parallel, not for the same reasons, but there's definitely that that struggle between or tension between um, between their parents living as a Spider-Man or, Sp- or Spider-Gwen um, and how it affects, you know, their, their personal lives. Um one thing I, I did want to touch on, uh, the score on this movie is absolutely incredible. Uh, I was food shopping yesterday. I had the soundtrack blasting in my AirPods, probably dancing around like a maniac. Not really. But, um, you know, the, the, once the, 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 I don't even remember if the first one had a theme. Um, I just remember the what's up danger is, was the big, uh, re- like song that everyone knows. Um, 
I I have not stopped listening to multiple tracks on that on the on the new soundtrack. I haven't even listened or not the, the score. I haven't even listened to the actual soundtrack yet. Mm. Um, but it's uh for like the score with what that that's that main theme. Once the drums kick in towards the end, like I'm 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 in a whole different world. I uh, you're not you shouldn't talk to me for at least like two minutes because uh and and I thought how. They opened with that, and to tell Gwen's story, I, I just thought everything fit so well, and then they close it, and I just uh, close with it. I, I just there's a couple different songs that I, I just can't really think of, you know, the names of, but um, you know, as I was listening back, I'm like, yes, like they, I just felt something different when I'm in the theater listening to some of this music. Um, but yeah, it just I, I there's there's a lot of things that I you know as we I I, I do want to jump into the spot, but I'm gonna wait a little bit. Because I feel like that's probably going to end up um, being a little bit longer of a conversation, at least for me, because I have a couple of different points on that. Um, Harry, what about you? Anything with the score or, or story or these yeah. characters? No, I mean, I think one of the things I really enjoy about this is uh, compared to the first is the score. Um, I love the score in the first one. Um, and you can kind of like you can kind of hear it when obviously, you know, we jump into the miles part of it. But this movie's really bookended by the first, you know, by the Gwen Stacy story um, in the beginning and in the end there. Uh, and I think they do a really good job of having them share the limelight in regards to uh, their stories being told. Excuse me. Um, so I think they do they do a wonderful job with adding another soundtrack, you know, or, or different a different vibe for when we're in Gwen's world uh, for when we're getting the Miles's world. Um, and I think one of the things that I think this movie, uh, I guess is getting enough credit for is just how well it continues the story that we already know. Um, they didn't try to do a huge time jump and, you know, make miles a different person. Yeah. He's grown up a little bit. Um, yeah. It's been a little bit since the last movie, um, but you know, where we pick up right back with the characters that we loved spending time with in the first one. Um, and I know Greg mentioned some of the, the great additions and, you know, I got to shout out, you know, again, Daniel Kaluuya, um, and Hobie, uh, Spider-Man, uh, just his design as well. Um, I will say his, his dialogue is a little harder to pick up. Um, I don't know if we mentioned it uh, at the top, but um, there was uh, some sound issues with this uh, this movie that was, you know, going along with the Internet. Um, and I think you can kind of hear that in some of the dialogue in the opening. Um, and definitely I wouldn't say that's a problem with some of Hobie's dialogue. It might be more of the thick accent. But uh, but yeah, I think his edition was great uh, as, as one of my favorites. Uh, in in this uh universe uh for it so yeah throw it back to you papa cool um yeah you know just wanted to to touch on the score and the soundtrack um so the score it's interesting because i don't remember a ton of the score from the first film uh but that that like weird kind of whistle track where it's like like that was definitely present in the first one and it was carried over here i don't know if that's like i I wouldn't say that's like miles theme proper but like it plays in a lot of scenes with him or like you know kind of comedic scenes and um (laughs) it's like 
it's it's very low key but i love that that little track um i'm the opposite of you hands i haven't listened to the score proper much for this uh i do want to but i have been bumping the soundtrack by metro boomin uh just absolutely killer my my only complaint about the soundtrack is it's so short um <laughs> i i was able to run through it i mean i don't it's got to be like half an hour, maybe 40 minutes, which, uh, you know, that's just the state of the music industry. They, these days, tracks are just like super short. But uh, but um, it is a fantastic listen. Highly recommend uh, you guys go out there and check it out. Both the soundtrack and the score and a playlist with both, including tracks from the first movie, all on Spotify. So if you're looking for some good tunes, check yeah. that out. After you're done listening to this pod, just throw that on. I I, I yeah. wouldn't be able to handle that. I'd probably I wouldn't get anything done. And and <laughs> I I should actually next time I get food shopping, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that and put a list there of all go. three of them. I'm gonna just go nuts. Start punching Love cereal it. boxes and I'll just like uh Frank the Tank in old school. <laughs> <laughs> um so talking about some of the new characters, uh I guess so. First off, let's talk about the villain, um, the spot. I guess the main villain, we'll say, because um, we'll get to another character in a bit. But uh, the spot, very, very interesting choice. Um, as a fan of the comics, the spot was never really a major player, um, you know, kind of a B or C tier villain. Uh, and, you know, they even play him off as such in his initial introduction uh kind of throwing it back to the character design man i absolutely love how dumpy he looks <laughs> it's just such it's such a unique character and it plays to the whole gangly not, too yeah yeah and it plays to the whole you know not being taken seriously thing um his whole heist uh, starts off pretty funny and and there's some great moments in there uh you know they did show the bread part in the trailer uh so that was kind of like a, a major giveaway but um but i still chuckled at it as it happened um but yeah just a very strange choice although because he is super powered as opposed to like fisk from into the spider-verse um you know i guess it's a bit of a bigger challenge for miles to to try and tackle yeah um but it's kind of weird because even though he is the primary villain and the whole catalyst for this is i guess you know him not being taken seriously even though miles quote unquote had a hand in his creation um you know he he then seeks out power to become a threat and Basically, for the rest of the movie, it's just kind of uh, a chase, one big chase, trying to go yeah. after him and stop him from not only accruing more power, but also, you know, mucking up whatever universe he happens to be in. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of mixed on it. Like, I think in a way it's a good choice for a villain, but I also don't think he had as much to do in this as I was hoping for. Um, it almost kind of, it's weird. Cause like some of it parallels with Thanos in infinity war, but I feel like 
Thanos got way more character work in that than the spot gets here. It's just kind of relegated to you created me. You think I'm a joke. I'm going to go get more power. And that's it. Um, so I don't know. Uh, what did you guys think about the spot? Hands, I know you were kind of chomping at the bit earlier. The one thing I will say, first of all, Jason Schwartzman playing him is perfect. Uh, he, he, his voice just fits this kind of goofy character. Uh, I love the origin that we get a callback from the first movie, which uh, thank you for everyone uh, being so uh, so clever on uh, Twitter for spoiling that part as they were putting that on and saying that that bagel really hit the spot. I didn't even put two and two together, two 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 and two together. But yeah, uh, I I. I'm treating him as two different characters because in the in the first part of the movie, when the opening fight with him and Miles, it's a very silly back and forth banter, and he starts to realize what his his power and his capabilities are. And and I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. If you know the name of the company that he worked for, I forget it. Do you remember? Um, Alchemax. Alchemax. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> You know, as it, you know, it, it. I like how they start tying it together back when when they're at the the facility, and the it it is funny because you it up until the point, and I don't know if you guys had read this. Apparently, there was two deleted scenes, or at least one deleted scene. Um, yeah. that and and you know, I'll, I'll jump in that in a second. Um, but he was a very silly character, and even in the trailer, I only watched the trailer once or twice. Um. I, I thought this is an odd choice because he's not a he's not a popular Spider-Man villain. Um, I'm sure he is at least has more visibility in the comics, but he's not he's not Green Goblin or or any other villain that we've seen on screen. Um, hey, Sony might make a movie about him, just like uh, El Muerto that's coming out in a couple of years. Um, but I, I think to the point where he goes into that spot verse or like whatever what himself inside himself yeah where he goes to that like that spot limbo and he starts realizing what he can and can't like <clears throat> what he actually can do and his his power potential i i i think after the india scene i forgot he was even in the movie because he does leave for a while but i will tell you tell you when he comes back at the end of this movie i with the visuals and i i alluded to a little bit earlier some of the visuals around his new his design terrified me, like night terror terrified me. Where it's everything instead of like him being white with black, he turns black and just some of the design like he just made him look like a very demonic creature. I can't wait and till Finn starts drawing like that. That'll be great. I will. It, it it reminded me. It reminded me of of someone drawing Slenderman and Slenderman. Ah. I, I don't know if you guys have ever played the game. I won't play it. I tried it once. I'll never play it again. Um, I, I don't do horror well. I won't see that movie or whatever it came out. Um, Listeners, I'm, send in your Slender Man fan art to ATTP on nope. Twitter. Nope. I <laughs> am terrified of um, Slender Man. And it, it kind of reminded me of that. And it just – it. I hope that my, – my hope for this character is that he's going to – and when we talk about the other, I guess, primary villain – uh, in a little bit, I'm hoping that the spot, it seems like the spot's going to be the main bad guy going into beyond the spider verse next year. 
But I loved how they made him a joke, a flat out joke, and actually made someone who, like me, terrified of him, like really scared. And he might be, he might not be a Thanos level threat, uh, but I mean, this is a whole different universe. We're playing with a whole different game here with the multiverse and in um, Spider Man lore. I just, I, I have a feeling that they, I, this was a, a very quick origin to what will probably, and I'm hoping, a major villain. Um, and his, his, the capabilities that he has with ripping into multiverses and going through whatever universe he wants, I think they can have a lot of fun with that. I mean, right now, I think he's currently in Miles' universe, like trying to, um, tear that one up while, um, our Miles is in Earth 42. I, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's going to be weird is Jason, Jason Schwartzman, um, his voice will not fit what, like, the, the main, like, the new villain, because he just has that, like, goofy, goofy. Interesting. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. I, um, I, I just, I, I, I have a good feeling about the spot. I liked how they made him a joke, because as I'm watching, I'm like, this dude's a goof. I, like, I'm not, like, there's no way Miles can be afraid of him, and, you know, it's gonna most likely be Miguel as the main villain in the movie. Um, going into beyond, uh, I, and, you know, we'll talk a little bit predictions towards the end. I just, I think they developed him to where he actually is going to be extremely menacing. Um, and I, I, I enjoyed that. It was something different. Uh, it was a Spider-Man villain that we haven't seen before, which I know a lot of people like to see that, especially with the Tom Holland movies. We got live action versions of, you know, Mysterio. Um, what was that other one? Um, Vulture. And we haven't really seen them in the past, so I like when they do new things. I think it's going to pay off. They 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 hit they hit the spot. Nice, nice. Yeah, Harry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head for me there at the end with, uh, you know, just something different. Uh, as as you guys know, I'm not the comic book guy. Um, you know, uh, but I've seen a bunch of different Green Goblins. I've seen a lot of the. I've seen, I'm pretty sure I've seen every Spider-Man movie um, and played the games. Uh, So yeah, to get something a little different was nice. I thought his design, especially with the first fight with him and Miles with uh, all the holes and the transporting, I thought it was really, really cool. There's a really funny uh, scene in in the beginning of the movie with, uh, with, with Jeff um, as one of the holes stays open. And if he's going to jump into it and then he just decides to take the stairs um it's 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 yeah really really great i i I can relate you know what i mean i can relate um so yeah what i what i liked i it's funny you mentioned jason schwartzman i think his voice is actually perfect for this because you can kind of have the early version of this and maybe we didn't get enough of it where it's kind of just his silly voice but i think about a, a movie with him with scott pilgrim versus the world and how he gets a little bit more menacing with his voice and I think the fact that it's animation will actually play really, really well that we'll just have this voice behind this terrifying character. Um, and you can even hear it when he transform into his, I guess, his final form um, at, uh, I forget exactly what we're calling it. Is it, is it Mumbai uh, Hatton or what? what is the name of the? Moonbatten. Moonbatten. Sorry. Thank you. Um, you know, and, and there is this, what also I enjoyed about this as well, because I did like the spot. I, I guess I didn't know how much I, I liked him as much as I thought. Uh, 
is that there is this story, you know, with a lot of uh, superhero movies and superhero stuff where, you know, they just don't take somebody seriously. Um, and then all of a sudden you see them actually build their way up because of how much this Spider-Man has impacted his life. You know, he mentions you threw a donut at me. I was at the reactor with Fisk when you blew it up and that's how I ended up like this. You know, you basically, you ruined my life, man. Um, and there's always these little things where I think it's easy to kind of tell these type of stories and they just don't, they usually just focus on the main villains and it's kind of like, yeah, you, you, you kind of like, if you add it up, man, like I'm this way because of you. So now I'm going to take everything you love and destroy it. And that's what uh, his goal is. And because he's a smart scientist, like that also pans out where it's not like, how did he just think of doing this? Um, he has the brains of this and you can hear him and Gwen. Uh, when I say him, I mean, Miles and Gwen, when they're replaying the event that ends up sending him, you know, into, I guess, traveling into any multiverse he wants, you can hear them both saying, oh, shoot, oh, shoot, oh, shoot, um, because they know what's what's about to happen here. Um, and I do like the fact that they're pleading to him like he's he's like, you guys consider me a joke. And they're like, no, we, we don't we don't think that anymore. Like, you're good, <laughs> man. You got you don't need to get any more powerful. And um he ends up doing it. And like Chris said, I think it's going to be, you know, I think it's going to be a formidable villain, uh, but we'll, we'll get into, you know, what we think of the the future uh, with this uh, a little later, but yeah, definitely enjoyed the spot more than I thought. Yeah. And also one thing, and I'm sorry, I, in my thoughts really quick with the spot. So I, one of the things I mentioned was there was a deleted scene that was, I don't know mm, if it was yeah, shot or an that. idea where the spot was walk going to be walking into a bar full of villains and they were basically going to be making fun of them and picking on them. And I think the, there was going to be a post-credit scene that had him going back in his, his full, his new form. I'm glad they didn't do that. I, I really am. I want, I, the last shot I want to see of him is that like dark menacing, like surrounded by all those colors, and like that dark background uh, I don't. I think putting him in. I think that would be cool, and maybe the sequel if they use it, but um, or if they use something similar like that. But I, I like the last shot of me going into Beyond yeah. the Spider Verse, saying this guy's, this guy's for real. Um, I think I don't know. It's tough because like the fan in me, like that bar is is a famous bar in the comics. It's the bar with no name, where you know villains almost exclusively b and c tier villains go to hang out and just soak their woes and their wounds in a pint and uh you know it's it's kind of a, a hangout for loser villains so seeing the spot walk in and then all of them roast him i think would have been pretty good uh and then a post-credit scene where he comes in and just annihilates everyone just murders them not saying yeah. it has to be gory but you know, make some disappear or whatever. That would have been cool. But like you said, hands, uh, I, like I, I share the same sentiment with you. I'm, I'm very happy with the way that they ended it. It, it alternatively still makes him very menacing. So um, I think they would have been fine either way. Um, so I'm not hurt about it, but, uh, but admittedly it would have been cool to see. Um, so let's talk about the other kind of villain, <laughs> maybe, uh, slash hero. Question mark? He, he kinda... a, a, a glor? Or... Yeah. Yeah. He kind of, uh, he kind of plays both roles here and that's, uh, Miguel O'Hara, AKA Spider-Man 2099, um, played by the inimitable 
Oscar Isaac. Uh, Who else? Fantastic job. Fantastic Man. job. Nothing like Oscar Isaac loves nothing more than jumping into the MCU. Uh, and not even that, just just the Marvel Universe. What do you guys, you guys got a roll? I'm in. My I'm guy, in. my yeah. guys, my guy's the 2020, 2021 version of Pedro Pascal. Like he's just in everything. <laughs> hey, and by the way, he it's funny because he said he wants to try and get Pedro in a role, even if it's just as one of the random Spider-Men. And I'm all about that. And it'll happen. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll be like uh, Daniel Craig is the stormtrooper in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Like, it'll just be a. <laughs> little cameo um but yeah no i oscar isaac was tremendous in the role and uh i you know i don't think it was any secret that spider-man 2099 was gonna be at least not necessarily a full-out villain but you know an antagonist to be based on all of the marketing and yeah the, uh, the trailers um so no surprise there but i was kind of shocked to see I guess like how much of it uh, was in the movie, because it's, it's like you mentioned hands, like there comes a point where the spot just kind of steps back and then it's all about Miguel. Um, and I don't know, his seemingly over reaction uh, to uh, miles. And I guess, you know, miles is uh, inadvertent mucking with um, the multiverses and, you know, canon events and stuff like that. So, you know, admittedly, part of it does play off as, hey, this is just a guy that's taken his job way too seriously, and he's probably overreacting. But at the same time, uh, like I said, Oscar Isaac really throws his everything into the performance, the design they did with the character. Um, you know, it's uh, unique. It's not 100% uh, faithful to the comics, but the choices that they made with it work. So uh, happy in that regard. Um, yeah, I just I th- I thought he was really well done. Uh, again, kind of weird to see it s- the antagonist role split between the spot and Spider Man twenty ninety nine, but um, it worked at least for me. Uh, what about you guys? I think it's I. <sighs> as much as I love this movie, I love superhero movies. They're going to follow the same formula where. I bet you in Beyond the Spider-Verse, Miguel's and, and Miguel and Mor- uh, Miles are going to fight and something's going to turn – something is going to happen with the spot and Miguel's going to end up turning into being more of a hero. Um, I, at least that's what I'm expecting to happen. Spoiler alert. Yeah. That, I, I, if, you, if, if, you, if you disagree with me, watch more, watch more uh, comic book movies. You'll change your mind. Um, I, I liked Miguel. Uh, I know little about Miguel, and I knew he existed in comic world. Uh, I did not know. I don't know too much about him. He's like a vampire, right? Kind of. Does he like a vampire? Did I make that part up? I I, I got to stop reading things on the internet. You're asking, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> Greg, did I make that up? Um, I think I will. Is he vampiric? I think, I think he – well, there there's a debate, I think. I mean, he definitely shows some fangs. Uh, to show if he's a vampire, but I don't know if for a fact he actually is a vampire uh, with it. But I mean, you know, who knows? Who can who can say in regards to it? Um, yeah, I mean, he didn't go after and like start biting anyone. So that's why I think it maybe he, he has at least some of it under control. But um, 
Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I thought he was, you know, I, I thought it was interesting. Like, yeah, the fangs were there. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know too much about his character, but I, I, I'm glad. I thought he was a good addition to this. Um, whether or not he, um, whether or not he has to, um, it, like how accurate he is to the comics of this spider society exists, or if it was made up for the Spider-Verse movies, not sure. But yeah, I, I thought it was a good addition. I, I want more of him in the sequel. Oscar kills mm-hmm. it. Os- Oscar Isaac doesn't really mail it, mail it in for his roles. He gives it his all, whether or not they're silly or whatever. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, all in and put Oscar Isaac in anything. Uh, but yeah, Harry, what about what about you? Yeah, I think there's there's a time where I think I jump back to being uh, a teenage boy, and this is one of those times with with Miguel and just how cool his design is, uh, how cool he sounds. Um, I think Greg had mentioned a little bit about design, but I love his the colors of his outfit. I love the colors. And the design of it. Uh, and I just think he's like Greg said, I, he's not really truly a villain, but he's definitely an antagonist. And the only thing I wish I, we like, I wouldn't have been opposed to opening is like, I think there's a no, there's, there's three different openings. I think would have been okay with this movie and maybe we'll get it with the third one, but they could have easily started with Miguel and his, you know, kind of backstory. They could have easily started uh, with the spots kind of backstory a little bit more and kind of covered that to make us, you know, feel a little bit more for the villain. But, um, you know, I'll throw it back to Papa in regards to it because I know Hans was curious um, about the history a little bit with with Miguel. What was it, Hans, that you were saying he was kind of like a, a vampire? Like, because I don't they don't really jump into it too much, but they kind of like hint at it. So. Papa, for you, what uh, what about a little bit of the history of the character? Yeah, um, I don't. The vampire thing was it, it's just a throwaway line. Um, in regards to, um, it, it's kind of like a allusion to uh, Morbius. Um, he, it would be like calling somebody. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> yes. It, it would Sounds be like, like you got homework to do. Before oh man, I'm pod. seeing. I'm I'm definitely seeing this movie again, and I'm gonna look at it through a whole different set of eyes now. Yeah. No. That. I mean, basically, they were they were using it as an adjective and not saying he is an actual vampire. Um, his powers are not vampiric at all. Um, I'm pretty sure, and it's been a it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure he has a a fairly similar origin in that he was bitten by a radioactive spider. And then, you know, he also uses uncle died. Tech. Um, yeah. It just has gotcha. certain traits. So, okay. yeah. Um, yeah. Man, there was something else I wanted to mention about Spider-Man 2099, but I'll be honest. I, uh, it totally. How cool my mind. Oh, you know what? I know what it was. It, I found it very, um, very kind of creepy and villain-esque how, he just slipped into that other Miguel's life um, without yeah. really telling the daughter. <laughs> it's just, yeah. uh, it. that's a really weird 
creepy thing he to put do. It, he was he was gonna tell her. He just put it on the back burner. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I think he would have carried that to the grave. Well, but uh, isn't well? This is the thing. Isn't that like what Spider Man do? They like keep these secrets from their loved ones and don't let them in. Yeah, the but not like, lives. hey, I'm not really your dead father. I'm a doppelganger from an alternate universe raising well, listen, you because when I'm you, psychotic. When you put it, when you put it that way. <laughs> does have a different ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, you know, it was a nice, interesting twist on the origin. Cause then it, this is another example where it's like, okay, so is this, Oh, the Spider-Man 2099 that we know kind of like Peter B. Parker. Isn't really our Peter Parker. Uh, it's the same yeah. way that this, this Miguel is not really our Miguel. Right. Well, I was going to say something really quick. The Peter B. Parker is actually in his world when his child is. Is that was that the Peter B. Parker world? No, that couldn't have been. I don't know if you guys caught that on one watch. But anyway, but when Miguel's losing his daughter, he kind of references Peter and Peter is there as that is happening. So I don't know exactly the connection there or if he's just I, I don't know if you guys Peter, caught Peter's that aware or, of what Miguel did. Is what, right. Yeah, yeah but yeah. he was like physically. Yeah, I just assumed that like I didn't know if the spider so- there, the but... spider society existed already or something. Yeah, or, like, that's why I was like, days. yeah, the early days of of Spider Man being collected. Also, um, what's going on in all these spider universes? If all these spider people are just hanging out in twenty ninety nine world, <laughs> in- like instead of saving convenient. their universes. I get it. Well, I get it. It's all hands on the deck, you know. But there's a lot of crime happening, so it's like a, it's that's, like a, that's just it's, my it's, point. It's like a video game, like chat room or like lobby, where it's just like you know you're all just hanging around doing nothing yeah. until waiting for the the party to get started. Yeah. So. Meanwhile, the Green Goblin in every universe is like, dude, we're having the time of our lives this yeah. week. Oh, he he used his watch to go somewhere. Let's go. Yeah, there is a really there's a really great gag that happens in the comics that I wish they could have fit in here, but it just it wouldn't. It wouldn't fit because Miles is not Peter, but um, there's kind of a similar scenario where Peter goes into this hub universe and Peter Parker, notoriously terrible luck. He he refers to it in the comics <laughs> as Parker luck. And um, so he goes into the, the Spider-Verse hub or whatever. And uh, everybody, all the other Spider-Men are talking about how great their lives are and how how awesome things are. And Peter's like, am I the only one out of all of us that has terrible luck? Um, You know, Mm. why, why is it just me? Why did I happen to be that one Spider-Man that gets bad luck? And it turns out they were all just Josh. And they're like, no, dude, we're Peter. We're, we all have bad luck. Like, so they were just kind of faking it to mess with them. Um, Obviously that wouldn't work because miles is not that way, but uh but yeah, I thought that was a, a fun little gag. Um, kind of moving on from Miguel to another Spider-Man we get in this movie, a new character, uh, Spider-Man India, uh, Paviter Prabhakar, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, my apologies. Yeah, it sounds pretty good to me. Indian uh, fans, if um, if we mess that up. But uh, but yeah, no, um, absolutely loved this character. Loved the design. Uh, don't remember if he was a designed character that was that previously existed in the comics but either way i i found it very interesting and it it, um kind of similarly similarly to that gag that i just mentioned 
this Peter or uh, Peter. He's a kind use, of has, useful Peter. Yeah, he kind of has a nice life and, you know, things seem to be overall going his way. Um, so I thought that was an interesting dynamic and, and change of pace. And uh, man, I just I loved the way he moved. I love the confidence, the look, like all of it. Very, very well-designed, fun character. Um, as they go into the hub, he doesn't have quite as much to do. I don't, does he even go with him? I think he stays back in his universe, right? Um, Yeah, there, there definitely seems to be, I don't think he's involved in any of the chases because he misses the canon event. So, and right. I know they're trying to, reconcile his world so i don't know if that meant he stayed there but yeah i don't remember seeing him in uh 2099 um universe yeah so kind of a bummer that we just got a a brief peek into his world and we don't get more from him but uh the time that we do get to spend with him i absolutely enjoyed um what did you guys think of uh, spider-man india um I have a question. So a canon event had to do with his, uh, you know, his father was the police chief. And, his, or his was his father or dad. his girlfriend? Yeah, his his dad. Gwen Stacy, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. I guess you could. So what's going to happen? They have to fix the canon event. Are these Spider-Man going to like take this guy out in the back alley and just like just get <laughs> rid of him? Louise. Well, I don't. That's the thing. I don't. I think the world's going to collapse if, if, uh, since it happened, but they're trying to make sure that doesn't happen. I don't think. Right. But how are these canon events? Like, it already happened. Like, he already got saved. So, do they have to go back? I don't think they they need to. I think. I'll leave it to the comic book guy. Yeah. I don't. So, this is weird. Uh, gonna get into the a little bit. Um, I think potentially the universe could just auto correct itself and something else will happen further down the line. It's kind of an inevitability or, um, you know, that, that canon event doesn't happen. And so that Spider-Man becomes an alternate thing. I just, uh, I don't know that the universe, I don't know. I don't know that it'll collapse. I'm, I'm still kind of murky on all of the, this being connected like i get the concept of it but um i don't know that i fully grasp it just based on the one viewing but uh but yeah it's i don't know but it is it you know because you you had mentioned this earlier hands it is an interesting conceit that they base all of this around the canon event of george stacy dying um it's it's not something that I would have seen coming because, you know, the obvious go-to is, oh, Uncle Ben. But then you don't have a Spider-Man if Uncle Ben doesn't die. So it's like he has to die to get to the Spider-Man of all these universes. So you can't go that far back. So then it's like, well, what's the other character? Gwen Stacy, she dies in all the universes, right? But Spider-Gwen is one of the main characters. So you can't kind of make that the the flux point so i guess the next thing is well george stacy he's got to die in all of the universes so it it was interesting because i never i never thought about that before but it was a a cool angle to take and yeah i mean they they briefly touch on it in the movie but in the comics um spidey was having a battle with dr octopus doc ock knocked over um some bricks and some rubble 
they fell on George Stacy, he died. And that, you know, really changed when Spider-Man felt uh and, and Peter felt awful about it. He he took the responsibility on himself and I don't know if it was 50 or 100 issues later, you know, Gwen ends up dying. But um, uh, it was an interesting point to revolve all of this around across the universes. Okay. Um, How? What about you on Spider-India? Yeah, Spider-Man India, I loved them. Uh, just love the optimism, love the positive vibes uh, played by uh, Karan Sony, mm-hmm. uh, Sonai, uh, who is famous from uh, Deadpool's taxi cab driver fame. Um, so if, if you if you might recognize love the voice him. from there. Uh, yeah, um, Happy looks like he's going to be part of the crew going into the next one. Um, you know, I... Uh, I just yeah, just a lot of a lot of uh, listen. You can tell this Spider-Man hasn't been in the job for a long time, and uh, you know he was able to do both. He was able to save uh, his girl and his girl's father. So um, you know he's li- he's living the high life right now. Nothing ever goes wrong. He's a very uh, very optimistic Spider-Man. So um, but yeah, the design was uh, was really cool as well, Greg. Um, just you know, listen, we could we could go on for hours about the different designs and how you know they you know each different spider-man moves looks sounds uh it's just yeah it's super good so yeah no no complaints there for me in regards to uh our our spider-man india nice um i do have a couple negatives i want to touch on but i want to save those Um, uh uh-oh do you guys Uh well i'll save those to the end um do you guys have any other uh you know topics off offhand that you want to talk about regarding uh this i love that we got and i think yeah greg you had pointed this out uh we got popsicle spider-man yes. which i'm pretty sure is real yes uh <laughs> love this so popsicle. i thought that was that was that was pretty funny um yeah i i, I just uh, we didn't really talk about uh nueva york or earth 928 uh if you're keeping track of all the numbers and earths <laughs> Uh, around there um i loved seeing all of the all the different variations of spider-man uh i mean some of the favorites that you know i did see you see the insomniac spider-man so anyone who's played the playstation games he's there um lego spider-man i thought that was a a great little scene he's one of our best um and you know just a lot of uh i i trying to think there were a couple um, the only one I did not see, and I didn't know whether or not if they it was included, was from the show. Um, but the live the, action uh, show? Was the, the, no, 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 not that one. Um, although they should include him. The animated, Spider-Man animated show. So um, I did not see him, but there was a sequel to that show called Spider-Man Unlimited, and I did see Spider-Man Unlimited. So – one of the things that I and the only reason I brought that up is and Greg, did you watch um did you watch the animated Spider-Man series to the end? Uh yeah. So I, I a tweet pointed this out that I didn't even think about is what would be really cool if they do it is um he left the show ended with him going into the multiverse to try and save Mary Jane. So whether or not they include him in Beyond, I think that would be an awesome so addition. Yes, that's and that's where Spider-Man Unlimited picks up. That's that sequel oh. show. That 
that I didn't watch Unlimited, so okay. I uh, yeah, so I only watched a couple episodes of it. It it was not good, oh, right. but um, but yeah, that is direct a direct sequel to the Spider Man animated show, and that character was in it. So I don't know if you know he is it, he is that character just at a later point. Um, maybe that's what they figured, but I guarantee if you stop and pause it, there's so many Spider Men. You'll probably be yeah. able to find them at some point somewhere, you know? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, but I, that was the only other thing I think on my notes. Um, I know we're not, uh, before we jump into the big ending, um, I don't know if, if we want to do that now or, um, in a little bit, like if you want to go through your negatives first. Uh, well, let's toss it to Harry. Do you have anything else you wanted to touch base? Yeah, on? I didn't have anything, Hans. Thanks. I appreciate you <laughs> thinking about me. You're still um, on the show. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to mention uh, we kind of touched base on it, or at least I, t- I know I touched base on it a little bit earlier, but the pace in the second half really picks up. Um, I think after we run in, once Gwen returns to Miles' universe, I think the pace kind of jumps up uh, back to kind of the the first movie on, and also kind of really gets us going, especially uh, for the fight in uh, Nueva New York um, or Nueva York. Um, it's not Nueva, New York. Come on. Um, no, new, New like York. Saying, it's like, it's like just saying chai tea. <laughs> yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's a great call. Tea. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just, um, the, the pace for it really picks up, um, the quick dialogue returns. So I would say, you know, it, it's funny thinking about this movie from like the perspective of like, I think a lot of people will love this movie for, you know, how much it reminds them of the first one the design and all that stuff, but I'd be, I'd be interested to see how many people need another watch for um, the second half of the movie. But um, yeah, other than that, it's just a couple gripes. And I know we got the final third, which we've kind of been hinting at once miles returns or doesn't return back to his world. So pop, I'll throw it to you to kind of uh, jump, uh, jump that. Yeah. So I'll leave the ending stuff to you guys, but um, I did want to just touch on, um, a few negatives that I saw with the movie and such a hater, dude. I know. I know. Bear in mind again, I absolutely adore this movie, but the, there was just a couple things that Here I kind we go. Of had nitpicks with, and that is potentially, I guess the, the run length, um, as hands mentioned, this is the, the longest animated movie. Um, I believe ever, such an not old just man. recently, but ever. Um, so the length is interesting because, it is very long and um but i also I, I don't know like i don't a lot there's a lot of character moments that we talked about like this you know the stuff with uh with jeff and rio or like jeff and miles um after the initial encounter with the spot and it's like stuff like that could probably be cut but i wouldn't want it to be like i i love mm. those moments so i don't know i don't know I don't like the fact that this is going to be a two and a half hour watch every time I have to watch it or I want to watch it, but. Well, you got to watch the other one first. Yeah, 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 true. Good call. Um, But it is, uh, I don't know. I I think they, they utilize the length to their advantage. So that's kind of like a, maybe not a a negative, but um, I'm kind of ambivalent towards it. Uh, One thing that I didn't like though, is the escape. Uh, Miles escape from Nueva York or the the Spider Hub or whatever it's called. Um, 
And I not that I didn't like it per se, because I thought it was really cool and really well done, but that is the climactic battle for the movie. And when when that occurred and I'm watching that, I thought I didn't look at my clock. So I thought we were like halfway through the movie. I'm like, oh, this is like a awesome big, you know, mid movie action set piece spectacle yeah yeah but i didn't think that that was gonna be it uh i was still waiting for a one-on-one showdown with miguel or um you know another fight against the spot uh but we didn't get that it was escape from spider city and that was that so that was kind of a letdown for me i i i don't know it doesn't feel like like the the spectacle of it was there, but at the same time, um, it doesn't feel conclusive in any way. And and not even, I don't know. I don't even mean to say that it's, it's more like it just, it doesn't feel like an end battle, you know, like it's not like everything was ramping up to this moment. It was, Hey, he got uh, kidnapped to this point or maybe not kidnapped, but uh, being held there and he escapes. What's the next play? We got to go after the big bad now. And we, we don't get that, you know, we, he escapes and then ends up somewhere else and boom curtains. So I don't know. I just, I didn't like that aspect of it. It was a great, great scene, but the fact that it was basically the climax of the movie um, wasn't really cutting it for me. Uh, And then the last thing, because there, there weren't many negatives. Um, there wasn't much sense of closure or completeness to Miles' character arc for me. Um, Gwen did get that. She got the whole resolution with her dad and, and you know, going back to her universe and then kind of getting his okay to go off and, and be Spider-Gwen um, or Ghost Spider. I don't even know what they refer to her as. I guess it's Ghost Spider. Um but Miles doesn't and get Spidey it. And your and Spidey and his amazing friends. He's she's Ghost Spider. Well, yeah, and that that's where I took that from. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember if they referred to her directly as anything in the movie. Maybe Spider-Woman. I think just Gwen. Yeah, uh, or maybe I think I think they do say Spider Woman at some point. Okay, uh, but I'm not sure. Um, so I got to see it again. Yeah, I know. Darn. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, no, she she gets a nice complete character arc with resolution and Miles it's just kind of left up in the air. I guess like there I don't want to say there was no character growth because there was. His his character growth to me was um you know, he's excited, can't wait to get out into the big wide open world uh or multiverse as it were. Uh and then he gets terrified to the point where all he wants is to go back home. But that's not a full, complete story. That's just a part of it. And I'm okay with, you know, understanding that this is one half of a second part story, but it still has to have the normal narrative structure of open, middle, end. And this, it doesn't have that. Um, it's it's very weird to describe. Um, I know a lot of people like I've heard chatter of people comparing it to uh, like fellowship of the ring, but that's, I don't think that that's an apt comparison because there were character arcs uh, in that. And um, 
it there there were there was closure for uh most if not all of the characters in some sense the journey wasn't over but certainly within that finite frame of this single movie all of those things felt complete and i don't get that here with miles so i don't know it's you know it's it's just a minor gripe again because i i thought the movie was fantastic but i guess i was looking for a little more fulfillment in some type of closure uh for this movie uh those are just my nitpicks uh i don't know if you guys want to talk about yours if you want to just skip over to the end what what do you got for me Harry? how about you yeah just um i mean i had a couple nitpicks as well um maybe not as as many or in the direction that you had but similar um i was kind of frustrated with how much of the trailer is in this movie Mm. um in just the fact of like we kind of had gotten the idea from especially the second trailer with how many times, you know, as, as a frequent moviegoer I go, um, this trailer was played with just, yeah, okay, so Miguel's going to be kind of an antagonist for Miles. Um, Miles is going to have to figure things out with his family. Um, and, you know, Gwen's going to maybe return and the good guys, or are we the good guys? We're supposed to be the good guys. You know, that line's in the trailer. There's a couple key lines that I was a little disappointed that are in the trailer uh, as well. Um, but, I mean, this is a typical gripe for me in regards to it. Um, I, I also, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, this isn't much of a gripe, but this really made me love the first one even more um, afterwards. I don't know uh, exactly why, but that's one thing that I took um, out of this one. Um, I had some small issues with the ending, Greg, is similar to what you were saying is, is that coming out of it, it kind of felt like our journey's not finished, you know, and I can't wait to get back into it, but I'm going to have to wait. And, you know, that, that's why I think I, I lean more with the first one is just because it felt more like a complete story. Um, even though this is bookended with Gwen's story with uh, Miles in the middle, um, and you know Gwen, you spoiler alert, does end up finding her band uh, in a way or her group um, that she can go to, you know, battle or you know whatever with. Uh, I did, I did have a little bit of a of an issue coming out of it because, like I said, I, I feel as though I've seen a lot of chatter about you know, and this is the highest rated movie on Letterbox, probably on IMDb. Wow. Uh, people are calling this the greatest animated movie of all time. And while I think those conversations are justified, uh, it's like, like I said, there's, there's a part two to this and I, I have no doubt that they will land the plane. I have no doubt that we will all leave blown away uh, from that next part. But, you know, this is just kind of the first half of it. And, you know, Greg, you had mentioned a little bit, you know, this is another little gripe, but I mean, by the time we get to the fight in Nueva York, uh, we're at about two hours almost. There's not much time uh, once that fight uh, concludes um, in regards to it. There's probably about 20 to 30 minutes left of the movie and we kind of get into that back end. But um, hands, I'll throw it to you to to get any uh, gripes of a, of a perfect movie for you. Uh, out of the way and if you wanted to you know jump off uh about the kind of last you know i don't want to call it multiple different endings but how we get to the ending here uh i'm just gonna keep the the nitpick short and the dislikes i i didn't have any i I really (laughs) i really did not um i i I kept trying to think of some stuff like could i say maybe a little bit my and story-wise a little bit of 
I don't know, it could have been cut a couple minutes. But at the same time, I'm like, no, I just want more. This this could have been four hours. I can't wait to uh, Dark Knight Rises this movie for you, so that would be fun for me. <laughs> oh, man. that, that, that That's going to hurt. Just trolling you for no reason. This I perfect know. movie in your eyes, and I'm just well, over here. That, yeah, but Dark Knight Rises is not perfect. It's anything what, what but. Do you mean? What do you mean all the Spider-Men are just hanging out in the same place? How is that possible? What's crime like? Um. So, no, no nitpicks for me. I'm going to ignore you. Um. <laughs> I say, all right, so jumping into the last, uh, you know, I guess 20 minutes of the movie, uh, you know, it, Miles gets back to, to Earth, he, he, or his, his universe, and he confesses to his mom that he is Spider-Man. He had to let it go. And his mom says, what you talking about, Willis? Who's <laughs> Spider-Man? And turns out that Spider-Man does not exist in his world that he is currently in. Because he got transported back to Earth forty two, which is the, the spider, spider that gene. bit him, yep. the spider gene. Um, very clever twist on that because we're we're starting to think that he is going to come clean, and not only that, his uncle is still alive in this world. He comes trotting in, um, played by Mahersha Ali, who Love um, very menacing presence compared to the first movie. Uh, in the first movie, he's actually a very likable guy who you know might not do the most legal of things, but he, um, he, he's like he's, Dominic Toretto. You just got to love him. Except, you know, well, you know, first of all, I forgot. I, I'll, I'll leave the big point out. He is the prowler. That's pretty illegal. He's a villain. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, so he, he has a very dark presence in this one where he's, he's almost very unlike, unlikable for the first shot. You see him and miles gets kidnapped by him, uh, and the prowler, but he is not the prowler. The Prowler in this universe is uh, Miles himself, mm. which I thought was an excellent twist because it realizes he's not in his world anymore, and he's not at least not in the universe he was used to. And I what I thought what I liked how they did with this is how they how they told the story is where it looks like Gwen is going to um, Miles's house to find yeah. him and 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 meet with him, and things are. It's almost like Miles is like Gwen's walking in like a ghost, like a haunted house where, you know, something happened and she's kind of like stuff's happening parallel and you're kind of wondering what's going on. And at one point it hits you, Miles is not in his universe. Um, and then, you know, Gwen basically, yeah, gets her band back together. Um, one note, uh, side note, uh, and I hope they bring him in beyond, uh, the spider verse, uh, Gwen does play the drums in uh, Spidey and his amazing friends. I don't know if she plays the drums in the comics, but I, we need to get them. Th- we need to get them three in, in beyond the spider verse. Cause it's a great show. Um, but so Gwen basically gets everyone, the old, the old band back together. We get, we get spider ham, uh, noir Spider-Man and, and Peter B Parker. Um, and they're all back and they're going to find miles. Um, I, I, I honestly, I'm just gonna put it out there. This was a great cliffhanger because I really, at one point, makes it look like it's gonna end maybe with a with some kind of a form of a a lead on into beyond because we all, I, for the most part, at least all of us and anyone who's a fan knew that there were gonna be two more movies. Uh, if you're general movie going and you're like, oh, this is gonna be the second one, not knowing that Beyond was already filmed and I probably think a lot going of people to people didn't realize. And that's what I mean. So that's why I say like Miles yeah. will return and beyond the Spider Verse. Um, I think that's where they. Uh, I think a lot of people were kind of. 
uh, like surprised by that. We knew it was coming. I don't know if we knew it was next year, as soon as next year. At least I don't think I did. But um, I thought it was cool because it, it basically it did it ended on that big Empire Strikes Back cliffhanger, and now you're wondering like how these characters are gonna get to get back to Miles, and and you know you have. Who's hunting him? You have the spot who's trying to destroy his life, Miguel who's trying to destroy his life, and Gwen who's trying to find him to help him and figure out where the where the hell he is. Um, so I, I like how there, there's a lot, there's a few different stories that are going to tie into Beyond, and I I like when movies do that because at least it gives me something to be excited for. And not to say I wasn't going to be excited already, but it, it just I, I like having that shock value at the end of a movie. And it, it gave, it just was like, by the time I left the theater, I'm like, all right, now I, I like, it built, that anticipation was already building, saying like, I need to know how Miles gets back to his earth. Uh, I need to know what what the spot's up to and, and, and what Miguel's doing, because him and um the two other spider people are, are looking for Miles. So, or, I don't know if they're necessarily looking for Miles. I don't know what universe they're in. I don't know if it nece- they necessarily say. Um, Are you talking yeah. about... Scarlet Miguel Spider when he goes to Spider Woman. M- no, it's Ben Riley. Isn't it Ben Riley? Well, yeah, it's Scarlet. Is it Scarlet Spider and Miguel? They go into a New York, but I don't think it's. I don't know if it's Earth forty two, as they're looking for Miles to kill him, or if they're, or if they're in another universe. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I, I I love the ending. I know a lot of people online weren't too thrilled with it. Um, I, I think some people thought it like, it, you know, we're saying in my, in my ballpark of saying they loved it. Um, but I, I just saw some other people saying it was, they just weren't fans of it. What about, what about you guys? You so, like it? Didn't? I liked it, but there, there was one tiny thing that I wish they didn't do, which is they had that shot of Miles's hand charging up his electro power And it's like, all right, so you're telling me he's not helpless. Like, he's getting ready to break out. Like, where's the suspense in that? Like, I kind of wish they either had just left it with the reveal that he's in a different universe or having, you know, Prowler um, or Uncle Aaron tie him up. And then, you know, we get the reveal of the Prowler without seeing what Miles is going to do. But having him kind of prep prep that up, it's... And granted, I, I understand, hey, look, there's a whole other movie and it's going to be about his escape. It's not like we're not to assume he's in. He's going to be anyway. stuck there forever for right, the whole right. movie you know, next he's time not in peril anyway. But like it just it kind of undercuts um, the sense of danger by showing, oh, I'm already planning a counterattack. And it's like, all right, well, let's just drop the movie off there. And it's just that one shot. If they just didn't have that one shot of his hand charging up, then we're all good. That's fair. Interesting. Um, I really, uh, as I mentioned, I had some, I had some small issues with the ending and just kind of, uh, you know, leaving it off a little bit and not, you know, closing the book. Like I think it's something like Infinity War, and it was like, yeah, we lost and. We knew there was going to be another movie, but it felt like it had a, a definitive stop point. Um, whereas, as, as Greg mentioned, you know, I mean, we could have ended it in the way of York um, in a way with Miles deciding to become this bigger person and, you know, maybe have an end credit scene where, you know, Gwen's got to find him or whatever. Um, but anyway, I digress. 
Um, I really enjoyed the ending. Shout out to our buddy Tim, who was uh, really on top of uh, that he was in the wrong universe uh, right off the get go. Um, but uh, I, I kind of caught it, but I kind of like, I guess, just didn't really think about it. And even though I kind of knew like they were in differing universes, it was kind of like, what is up with this miles or how do we, how are we going to do it? And upon second rewatch, it was, it was cool to see when he goes into the, his room or what he thinks is his room on Earth 42, how there's like stuff set up for the prowler, or how he kind of has some small designs and there's like a punching bag in his room as well. Uh, to kind of show a little bit of the differences. And I think purple is another color shown in there. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Um, and you can kind of hear his mom and it, it happens quick, but she's like, what What did you do to your hair? Yeah. And like that line kind of catches you and it's like, oh, you know, that's when you know for certain if you, if you didn't catch the earlier stuff. Um, also a, a real big point, which I think will be brought up in the third movie that we didn't even mention because I, I don't remember this spider's name. Uh, but I think, is it the Margot Kess spider bite? Um, the one who is like the, uh, shoot avatar in like, it's in New Wave of York. Oh, um, was that, what was the name of that spider? Uh, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. The, the, it was like the hologram. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The hologram I know who you're one. talking about also. Uh, is that spider bite? Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Anyway. Um, well, there's a moment where she could have stopped this whole thing of where Miles is going. Right. So I think that's going to play a big role. And it looks like she's part of that team that Gwen's putting together as well, which if you want to have some complaints, it's kind of like, well, did Gwen go and meet with all these people? Did she did she recruit? Did she write flyers, send emails? How did she get this team together? Um, joking, Chris, just giving you giving you a hard time for the movie you love so much. <laughs> um, but uh and there was one more thing I was going to say um, uh, just about the – so, yeah. So, anyway, so in regards to the ending and the reveal of Miles as the Prowler, uh, I also don't know if you guys caught it. I caught it on second watch. But the TV has uh, J. Jonah Jameson mentioning the Sinister Six. Um, um, no. So it's kind of he – might, he might not say Sinister Six, but I know I heard the word uh, Six and Sinister somewhere in there. Look at Harry um, with the comic references yeah, coming know. through I'm with just, this. I'm just letting you guys know. You One know, it'll be on bust. TikTok and the Instagram short, shortly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I imagine that there's going to be a showdown in this Earth 42. It's not going to be – you know, I know you mentioned it, Greg. He's going to get out. Mm-hmm. But I think there's going to be a battle here. Uh, that we're going to have to reckon with before we can get back to, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see, Hey, maybe, uh, maybe Miguel might have to come and rescue him, um, you know, and get him to, to that. So we'll see. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. Great. You know, good way to end it, but not my perfect ideal way. So I'll just throw it back over to Papa. If you want to throw out, um, you know, what are we giving this for stars? Um, any closing thoughts? Yeah. So, you know, closing thought, I, I think, um, this is going to have high replayability. Um, not uh, probably primarily because of just how many Easter eggs and design, uh, variances and stuff there are like just all of the Spider-Man. I know I turned to our buddy Tim and I was like, I cannot wait to get this on 4k so I can just freeze frame it for like Mm. every single scene for a solid 20 minutes just so i can uh take a look and be like oh that's that design that's that design um so very interesting for that but i mean you know not only the the easter egg stuff but just the fact that it's such a darn good movie like it, it it really is absolutely amazing and uh for that reason 
despite you know the the small gripes that i had i uh i give this five stars i mean it you know not a perfect movie but um it is an all-timer for sure so yeah five out of five for me baby all right well, I'll go next. So, I, you know, I just kind of talking about this and I, it's really tough to see where I'm going to, I'm going to give it five stars. I'm not drawing this out. It's five, stars. <laughs> two and a half stars for hands. It's a perfect, this is, I, 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 I know I, I, I do over exaggerate some things when I, when I talk about movies and everything. Um, this was, this is one of my favorite movies that I've like, I think I, at least most fun I've had in the movies. I, I would maybe say like since infinity or maybe Endgame, but this is a much better quality movie than Endgame. It's, it, this is, this is a, a, perfect movie for me i i will say i would have uh loved to see your your face after this movie because uh i'm trying to remember well, the last movie we saw together that you came out really excited about well between the randos i was gun. sitting in top gun oh, top gun was, was great yeah. top gun was great <laughs> um, just came out but, of there gleaming but Check between the randos i was sitting next flash. to <laughs> yeah if it wasn't for t-ball i'd go with you guys and you know but it's sitting with the randos next to me i'd have like i couldn't like i went to poke the old lady next to me but like oh man i was like did you see that that was great all timer am i right and she's like please yeah. leave me alone yeah <laughs> what's a spider-man um also yeah. i will say papa papa did turn to me uh at some point during the movie uh when rio and uh and J- jefferson uh with Jeff, I should say, you know, I call him, I call him Jefferson. Yeah, we're all friends um, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when uh, they grounded Miles and he saw Miles sneaking out, and he Greg just shook his head and he said, "These kids don't listen." You know what I mean? So Greg, you've officially come over to the old side. So welcome, welcome, my friend. Um, so I gave this four and a half stars. Um, my hater, I, I could be, I could be convinced for four point seven five if you really wanted to push me on it. Um, in review of my score of the first movie, I gave that four and a half stars and I will change that to five. Um, because I think the, the, the part about this trilogy, which I hope it's just a trilogy, because if anything, if time has shown us anything, it's that trilogies are where it's at, um, and probably where you should end it. Um, won't be surprised if there's spinoffs in the future, but I think this trilogy needs to be told and finished and wrapped up in the next one. And it has a chance to go down as possibly the greatest trilogy of all time um, next to the Lord of the Rings for me. Um, but I think that discussion is open. Um, so that'll be interesting to see, but you know, join us in a, in a year or maybe less uh, depending on when we get a chance to talk about it. But yeah, four and a half stars for me. No gripes other than I think, you know, I just appreciate the first one just that little bit more. But um very excited to, as I mentioned, you know, just throw the first one on, then loop right into this one. So can't wait for that Blu-ray to, to be on, uh, to be out so we can uh, watch it. Blu-ray, you're living That's right. past I, my God, I get that 4K. Dude, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm yeah, buying this right. on DVD. I got that 4K, <laughs> Jeez, Louise. <laughs> Chris, what were we watching on FX cable? Was that uh was that your your go to method for you? When what you went, was what? Inter- oh yeah, of course. I was flipping yeah. through. I'm like, oh, all right, into the couple's oh, retreat wasn't God. on, so I, so I had to rough. set on and into into the Spider Verse was on. Um, and, but and I'm Chris, gonna. Chris I'm, also uh, has motion smoothing on in his TV. It's pretty. It's pretty awful. Dude, I don't. I am. I, I for someone it. who talks about movies and watches More like like, a movie, like does this for for a hot like you know talks about movies and plays video games all the time like 
I don't understand the first thing about technology on my TV, and it drives Harry crazy, which I love it because every time I come over, he's like, oh, are you watching this on sport mode? Like, why why are you watching Couples Retreat on he's sport watching, mode? He's, yeah, he's watching, he, and then he's watching sports on movie mode, and it looks dark. And I'm like, what are you doing, my dude? Let's Who cares? Oh, I can see man. what's going uh, I uh, just trying to get I, those I colors. next you were so blown away by this movie because your retinas were just clean, <laughs> yeah. blown clean off because you haven't watched anything with color in seven years. <laughs> Love it. All right, next time you come over, like just walk me through my TV. <laughs> Got it. We'll do. All right. Just, you know what the problem is? The problem is, is that he's had for 10 years. You were literally just in my house the other day. I know. The problem is that kid Finn, he he knows when anything's different. He's like, what's up with this TV? Why is it brighter? Why is it darker? Not Finn will dig it. Yeah. Everything's Make him become okay, a little that, cinephile. I, yeah. Or a cinephile. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> nice. So I, one thing with like, and, and, and Greg, I don't know what age you're going to start like introducing your daughter into some of this stuff like Star Wars. I know I don't know if she watches like Young Jedi Adventures on, on Disney. Yep. Okay, so Finn loves that show, but I, I I really he's he's really into Spider Man. He's really into Spider Man, and I want to show him this. But I feel like there's a lot more violence in this than there is in like Spidey and his uh, amazing dude, friends, and a lot of like fun. that over that over uh, like that overarching like. I guess I don't know theme it's time, with it. It's time to kick Disney to the curb and let's get Spider Verse in here. I know, like visually, like because he he does have like some, some like sensory, like he will get sensory overload. Where I feel like this will probably make his head blow up. Yeah, Good. I mean, so he just needs it. My take on this would probably <laughs> He'd be, be like, Dad, don't go to T ball. Take me to the movies. <laughs> no, I I think it would be uh, the same thing. I think the violence I don't think is that bad in this, but. Um, but the fact that the design is so all over the place, I mean, in the best way for us, right? But like yeah. as a young child, that might be difficult to understand um, and it might be a bit of an overload. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't speak to Finn. I don't live with him. You do. You know him best. But um, but Look, just in my opinion, I think that might be a bit much. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really want like I, we took him to see like Lightyear and that was. You know that's a regular animated movie. Right. That's not as as popping as as this is, but uh, I, I really thought about it and I just was like, no. I, I feel like there's a lot of imagery in this that would probably scare the hell out of them. So uh, I, I, you know, I'll wait a couple more years for that. It's like light year. Come on, Dad, take me to the next Tarantino flick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we already got tickets for Oppenheimer. Finn's nice. going with me. Nice. <laughs> uh, blow out his little eardrums. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We're only doing the best, Finn. We're only doing IMAX. We're going to sit right in the front. All right, folks. Well, that is our Across the Spider-Verse review. What did you guys think? Uh, Let us know. Hit us up um, on the socials. Uh, Hair, anything for the peeps before we go? No, thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, was really excited to talk about this one. Glad we got the opportunity, um, and we'll see you for uh, for the next part uh, of this of uh, this trilogy. So hopefully that's what it stays. But we'll see. Money talks. Absolutely, hands. Anything for the peeps? No, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, hopefully you saw this, you enjoyed it as much as as we did. I I, I hope you enjoy it as much as me and me and me and Papa did. Oh and you're not going to be shallow and give this a four seven five because uh, <laughs> yeah. So you pick this movie apart like crazy and give it a four seven five. So don't be like that. Okay. All right. So. Well, everybody, be safe. Uh, love you guys. Thank you for listening. 
Don't screw up any canon events. And as always, <laughs> make sure you live spicy. Spicy.